You're listening to Sky Blue Fans TV, proudly partnered by the Sky Blue Tavern and Dylan's Brewery, also partnered by Ivy Lucy Designs, CCFC Fan Store and Mr. Few Sky. For the fans, by the fans. Hello and welcome to another edition of Sky Blue's Fans TV. On today's show, you will be listening to Mark Smith, who is hosting as he is joined by Reese Small, who is a regular member of our podcast team, and also Hull City fan Benedict, as they all talk about Coventry City's trip to face the Tigers, as Hull City were previously unbeaten in their league season before losing 5-2 away at West Brom last week, and have been hit by something of an injury crisis. Sky Blues are yet to win a game this season, but have only played three times. Unfortunately, due to a slight audio problem, the first five to ten minutes of the podcast are missing. So we will join now when Reese is talking about the absence of Gus Hamer due to suspension after his red card against Millwall. The link up between the, the midfield and the strikers up top, uh, we 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 really miss. So yeah, set pieces. Um, I think what Hamer brings to the game as well is not just his set his set play, but it's when he gets the ball with it's his drive, you know, when we need that person to click us into gear, if the chips are, chips are down and the the momentum's with the opposition, Hamer's the one that I always find grabs the, the game by the scruff of the neck. So, yeah, he's going to be a big miss, but I, I expect probably Alan to, to drop in there with, with Sheaf sitting um, in front of the, the back three as such. So, yeah, it'll be a big blow, but I think uh, when he comes back, it'll it'll He'll be really eager to, to get back on the good side of the fans. We just need a nice minute performance, don't we? More importantly for this game, because I mean, okay, we've only played two games. I thought, thought Sunderland would be, be decent, but Millwall was a game really of a missed opportunity there, wasn't it? We should have got a bare minimum point, and to come away with nothing was disappointing. Um, with Hull, as, as Benedict alluded to earlier, the amount of interest they have, do you feel it's a game? It's a great opportunity to pick up these three points. I think so. Um, it's a big opportunity. I think the pitch is 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 in good condition. We won't go into our pitch's condition, but um, we're. Uh, I think we we're a good football inside, and we get. Um, I think we we're going to get better throughout the season. I think with the uh, there's been a lot of negativity surrounding the club at the moment with you know the wasps, the pitch, um, not playing our home games, but. I, I think there's no time to panic. I think the Millwall game, yes, was frustrating. It was in our hands. We were turning it up. Um, our keepers had a rush of blood to the head and come out and gone to collect a ball that's just, he had no right to be anywhere near and it even bounced in the six-yard box, which it shows. Um, and then we gave Millwall that, that, that glimmer of hope and then Hamer gets sent off and we're trying to, we, we still went for it, to be fair. The players still try to win the game, but it's frustrating walking away with with a with a loss there when we're two 0 up. But I think we should just wipe that clay, not not worry too much. We're two games in, we've had two away games. Sunderland was always going to be a tough game. Millwall um, have, have always been 
top half over the last couple of seasons and they look like they're going to be quite strong again this season. So I'm not really panicking too much. I think going to Hull, we really need a performance. And like you say, a 90-minute performance as well. So, um, yeah, interesting game, especially with Hull um, having a change change of squad, new players in. They've got a couple of injuries. But, yeah, I think we, you know, I'm quite confident we can go there and get a result. Yeah, bring, bring me Benedict back here. I mean, what's, what's Hull's aspirations looking ahead to just the season in general? What, what do you think is a good season for Hull City? I think a good season would be the top half. I think a lot of people, some people maybe have got carried away with the signings that we brought in. I think, yes, whilst they are good signings, need to be realistic. It's not going to be a overnight fix where we're going to be challenging for the playoffs. I hope I'm wrong. I predicted us to come 10th, I think, at the start of the season. I think that would still be a good season, even though the start we've had people will be hoping for a bit more with the promise that we've shown. Yeah. Um, I've got a slight confession to make. I um, didn't broadcast this uh, podcast live until later on, so I did about five or ten minutes ago. So whoever has been listening to this will uh, notice that um, you'll be listening to this in mid-flow, so it's completely my fault. I didn't press the button, so I'm still uh, getting to know this new technology, so I do apologise. Um, but the reason why I mention that is because I've had a question here from our esteemed colleague, Glenn Watkin, uh, at Skyview Hub. Um, so just to go back to King Lewis Potter, I mean, he's been he's been, he's been missed, hasn't he? Big blow for Hull, would you say? Uh, been been a bit weird because um, obviously the season that he had, everyone sort of thought, yeah, maybe he could get a move. But then a lot of people, myself included, thought on the plain side, might be season too early for him. Obviously, he's only had one season in the championship, but then from the money side for the club and for the player, you can see why it's happened. Um, like six-year contracts in the Premier League at that age, any footballer would do, probably do the same thing to give themselves the financial security. Uh, yeah, it was a shame to see him go because he's come a long way in the two, two and a half seasons that he was properly with the first team. But I think hopefully with the signings that we're still linked with and players that have come in, they can step up in his absence. Yeah, I think he's he's a very talented player. I think he'll you know mm-hmm. he'll, he'll, he'll prove to be a, a very good sign for Brentford. Um, Glenn also asked a question about um, Jacob Greaves. Would you say he's almost been your best signing um, um, in the contract? Yeah, definitely. He's definitely up there. There was speculation of him obviously leaving. And some people were saying, does that question his loyalty to the football club? But I think I'd, I wasn't particularly concerned about it because there was rumours about the, the one disagreement that there was rejected off of something to do with the length. And then out of the blue, it sort of came out that he'd signed a four-year contract. So if it was about the length, then clearly he wants to be here for a, a long period of time. And he's a, I think he's, a, he's one of our own. His dad used to play for us as well years ago. So... I'd say that it's definitely been one of the best deals of the summer and he's only going to get better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I think um, just looking just looking ahead to the game from a commentary point of view, I think it's um, I think a tough game, really. I, although we're, we're coming to game fresh, I think the lack of football could be could be quite um, be quite difficult, really, without, without a lot of football. And I think, having said that, I think it's a game we can win. So it's, it's, it'd be interesting to see um what happens um 
terms of team lineup, Reese, how do you think the Scarbers will feature? Will they go two up front in your view? Yeah, I think we have to, Mark. I think um obviously Godden is off the mark. Uh Gaiaka has scored our big fit, scored against Sunderland. So I think they could be building a, a good a good um relationship there up top. I think uh keeping Vic will be will be key, I think. Um I still think there's a little twist coming in uh, towards the end of the transfer window. But the uh, and as well keeping Godden fit because we can see his goals to game ratio. It's clear to see that, you know, he's if, if we keep him fit for a full season, he's he could easily score fifteen plus. And as well as Vic creates a lot of chances, he's, he's a nightmare for the defenders. Twist, he, he he's really good on the turn, uh, runs direct, um, still uh, quite good in the air. Um, his finishing is probably the only thing I'd say he needs to improve on, but he's still young. But then we've got Godden, who's just a natural fox in the box goal scorer. Um, so I think you have to play two up top, to be honest, especially with O'Hare missing as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I looked at our team this Saturday, and I would go, I'd go two up front. I think the only, I mean, I was speaking with the Hull and Back podcast yesterday, and one of the comments I was making was Casey Palmer is, is he, is it a game for him to start in? I mean, bearing in mind is he fit? I mean, that's the other question. Would you, would if he's fit, Reese, would Casey Palmer be in your team? I think so. If Hamer is available, I would I would drop Allen. To be honest, I think Allen is too inconsistent. I think the game against Millwall, he was brilliant for twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, and then he goes missing. Um, he, a lot of people might disagree. Maybe it's just my opinion. I think he he covers a lot of ground, um, but Allen playing that number ten, I don't. I'd, I'd rather see him a bit a bit uh, deeper in like a number six role, uh, playing maybe even alongside Sheaf. So I think I think Palmer has to start. Look, we, he's our only permanent sign-in so far for the first team. Um, is he fit enough is a question mark. But I think he needs to play because we're all, we all want to see what he's got. Uh, he comes um, you know, a bit of a mixed bag in the sense of uh, where he was at Bristol City, but he comes in high regard from Chelsea. So... Uh, wasn't that long ago? I think he's a three million pound player. So I think we need to give him an opportunity. I don't want Palmer to be tied in with the bright uh, situation we had last season with Ed Bakare, where we knew how good he was because we had him on loan. We brought him back, and he didn't even feature. So I think um, he needs to be given an opportunity for sure and start showing what he's got. And I think key is to give him games because giving him. 10-minute cameos here and there to come on and try and create something. It's not the fans are not going to see the the potential that he that he may have. Yeah, I think the only thing I'd say with Casey Palmer for me is that I think AD, ADV Bash knows him quite well from his days at Chelsea, mm. and although Bristol City, he didn't get. Um, don't think Bristol City were or fans, shall I say, were, were particularly, particularly raised him very highly. But I think with with Amy Bash, who's obviously been with Chelsea, I think I'm hoping that we can get the best out of him. Um, well, if someone can, you know, he, he will. Yeah, um, fingers crossed. Um, I think one player who won't be featuring, who used to play for Hull, is uh, Todd Kane. I don't think I think his days are numbered, isn't it? Do you agree, uh, Reese? His days his days are numbered at City. I think so. I think there's a lot of. A lot of rumours, a lot of a lot of issues that have happened throughout summer and, and last season. Um, Dabo is 
our by far our best option there. But again, it's key to keep him fit. He gets a lot of muscle injuries. But when he's fully fit, Dabo is a, is a class player. Um, with Kane, he started off well first sort of eight, eight games maybe, and then his performance is really fixed. Um, in his defence, he was carrying an injury and still played, considering Dabo was still out. But yeah, there's there's clearly something that's happened beyond closed doors. That if you listen to rumours, you listen to rumours. But I think eventually it will come out. But by the sounds of it, he is he is out. But I think he's he's got to have an op- operation anyway. So I think that probably um, takes away the opportunity of us trying to get rid of him in, before the transfer window closes next week. What was uh, Benedict? What was Todd Kane like for Hull in his time there? Was, was it was he the player that kind of fizzled out for you? Started well, fizzled out because that's the impression mm. we have as fans. Or was he just not a fan of him at all? Or was yeah. he? Was, he was okay. Um, the, the main overriding memory that a lot of people have got is when he, we played against West Brom away, scored two absolute worldies there, and he, he did really well in his debut. I think his debut was against Derby. And he he scored as well then, but he was. Bit inconsistent, like like a lot of, the, of our side was in that in that exact same season. So he he wasn't anything special, but he he wasn't bad either. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for us, he was um, he started off. He scored well a weldy against Bournemouth uh, last season. Whether he meant it, not another thing. But I think for me, his concentration can be lacking at times at the back, and he makes silly mistakes, but. Even even Hamer, for example, at our club, it can be like that as well. So, but I think he's falling. From from what I understand, I think he's fallen out um, with Robbins, and um, I think he, he's on his way. So, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Whether it's uh, September or January, we'll we'll see that what happens. Um, speaking of speculation news, uh, Reese, um, another another comment from someone called Glenn Watkins. I've never heard of in my life. Um, wants to know about uh, Blackburn's interest in Dom Hyam. Is it, I mean. The quoted figure is two point five million pounds that they've offered. I mean, do you think that's just? Um, I mean, for me, we, we can't accept that. Not not this close to the dead. Laugh, laugh it off, Mark. Laugh it off. Um, Dom Hyam for me is he, he's come through League Two. Um, you know, he's come up with League One with us, and the improvement is like night and day from from the games I've I watched back in League Two. He, yeah. For me, he's he's a few, he's a future captain. I think I would have given him the armband this season. I know he seems a little bit quieter, but Kelly is constantly injured now. Personally, I'd love to see Kelly back, but I can't see it. He had too many injuries. Um, McFadstein, I would probably say this will be his last season. I still think McFadstein can do a job, especially against a big, big ugly striker. As you say, he's quite physical. Um, but I think we need to look to the future. I think Mufazdin, like, like I said, is I'll be surprised if he's still in the team at Christmas. That's not a criticism of him. I just think that we could possibly have better options. I would like to see Haim in the middle of the three. Um, I'd give him the armband and give him that responsibility. Uh, but the two and a half million speculation is ridiculous. Um, for me, he's worth a lot more than that. And he's not going anywhere. I can't see it. No, I think 2.5 means a pittance and it takes it takes to Michael or words stronger will apply. Um, yeah. I, I would probably say six or seven million personally. And then we may, we may we may be talking, but you know, we can't we haven't got a big enough squad as it is. 
and we can't really afford to I know I know we don't have you know money to spend but even if we were to do business with someone like a Blackburn you would want to do the business you know at the start of the summer um to give us time to spend some money on, on, on improving the squad that's the thing I I don't think we should be looking to sell Haim I think he's a key player for us at the back probably one of our best best centre halves I mean the other question just slightly moving away from that in terms of the defence what point does Callum Doyle get a look in you know you, you alluded to the fact that Fads might not be featuring sort of the season goes on do you think at some point Callum Doyle will get introduced soon and maybe Nadra Mola I mean he's another player obviously hasn't featured much apart from the, the cup game at Bristol City do you think those guys will be in the thoughts of uh, Robbins because obviously they've come on loan for the season and they're, they're not coming to sit on the bench are they so no that's true I think Doyle's a young lad. He's, he comes with a big reputation. I think he's done well at Sunderland last year. Um, I think was it the, uh, he was in the England setup. I think didn't he win the um, was it the under under 19s or the under 17s? Um, but he, he's he's going to be a good player. I think the Bristol City game was you know we we have to write that off. It was it was a cup game played at Burton. It was a last minute thing. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see what he's got. Um, like I say, he's only here for the season, so it's not like he is a future prospect for us. We'll have to throw them both in. Uh, Bidwell, on the other hand, I think I've been quite critical of Bidwell, but I think he's the last the last game against Millwall. I think that was his best game, and I don't think you can drop him. He's got two assists in the last two games. Um, Swansea fans rated him really highly, so I've got to trust their judgment at the moment and hopefully we'll see the best of him to come um but yeah with, with regards to Doyle I think we've still got Michael Rose as well saying that I know he's slightly fallen out fallen out of favour and he's fallen pits the tail end of last season but I don't think we should we should forget Rose just yet I think the door's still open for him to make stake a claim in that in that starting 11. uh Panto as well we've got not for us this season from what I've seen I think he's he's a really good signing it'd be somebody I've I'd like to think, well, the way Forrest is signing players, I don't think he'll even get in their BC team at the minute. I think they've signed their 19th player today. Ridiculous. But, um, yeah, yeah they, uh, they're going for um, Aurea yeah. from uh, Spurs, the, the right back. Oh, Serge Aurea, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, going off topic. But, yeah, I think, I think he's he looks like a good player. I'd like to see him stay. I know it's only two games in, but you can just see naturally how good of a player he is and how good comfortable he is on the ball. So, um, yeah, regards to, regards to Hyam, I'm going, going back that quickly about the Blackburn speculation. I think personally for him, because it's all well and good us fans sitting here and saying, you know, well, he shouldn't go, but money talks. Um, but personally for Hyam's progression, I think it's a bad move for him. I don't think... Um, it would be a good move at all. I think staying with us where he's progressed into it, into the player he is today, future captain, I think he should be as well. I, th I think he has to stay for sure. Yeah. Um, Benedict, from the whole point of view, are there any players that potentially, you may, I think uh, Cyrus Christie might be a player that you mentioned before about coming in. Is there any other players possibly could be leaving or, or is it, do you think business is done for the summer? There is uh, someone from Fenerbahce that we're linked with um, called Pelkas, who seems to be hyped up from the fans. I, I don't really, I don't you know, pretend to know much about him other than the fact he's 
seems a decent play from what I've seen on YouTube. But um, I think apart from that, I can't really think of any rumours apart from oh, the, the we're actually linked with Faguli from Galatasaray. Funnily enough, yesterday he used to play for West Ham as a on the on the wing who would be a decent signing because in the first few games we were playing side Manesh on the right wing he um, did his hamstring at Burnley which is a big blow because he's really key player for for us his work rate is spot on he can pop up with his assists and goals now and then so I think we probably could do with someone in that position as a, as a backup I wasn't expecting anything like Sofian Faguli but if we got him I wouldn't be complaining either yeah yeah I think I think I think from a conference point of view, I'm hoping the kind of hoping the business is done. Um, but I just don't I don't I mean so I think high end we can't afford to lose him. Um I guess the only good thing, Reese, is uh O'Hare's uh, looks like he will be uh, staying with us, which is a which is a, a massive plus, isn't it? Go on mute, mate. I'll I'll put you on there. What are you doing? There you go. Two <laughs> two seasons. <laughs> Um, with O'Hare, I think the two seasons he's he's been with us uh, permanently, I think he's missed two games. I think he's been missed consistent. He's been playing, um, you know, the full 90 majority of the time. Uh, he gets hacked every week. Um, still gets up. He's a he's a he's a strong little lad, and he? he gets up and keeps going. And it's quite it's quite ironic, really, that there was huge speculation in going to Burnley, and now he's injured. And it wouldn't surprise me. I'm hearing rumours it's back in mid-October, uh, but I haven't heard a lot of the injury. I think it's read, read into it what you like. But I think it's, it's, if he was going to get injured, it was a perfect time for him to get to get injured now. So then that just puts puts all the speculation to bed, doesn't it? Especially with with the Burnley uh, rumours that have been seems to be going on for all summer. So mm. um, yeah, perfect perfect timing. Um, he loves Cov. We we love O'Hare. Um, yeah, perfect marriage. Yeah, on, mate. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for him to come back to the team. I think he's been missed in the last. Well, say say last. I feel like it's been out for about two months. He's only missed two games. I know it's it seems that way. <laughs> yeah. but I think uh, I think a lot of a, a lot of fans and um, have been quite critical of his lack of goals. But I think you only realise you miss O'Hare until he's not there. I think it's it's the link-up play, and it, it's it, it's how he brings the midfield into the game with with the attacking, uh, the way he runs with the ball, uh, the chances he creates. I mean, his finishing he'll he'll improve on, but um, yeah, look forward to having him back soon. I think I think we're here. It's just his link-up play for me. I mean, if you look at say the Millwall game, I mean, I watched I watched the ninety minutes of the Millwall game. Okay, so I think we were quite direct against Millwall, and where where were you missing O'Hare is that kind of that the positions he, he finds himself in, getting himself in their pockets. Yeah. So he picks the ball up from deep. He can run at players. He can he, he can link up the strikers. He wins you free kicks in good positions. There's, there's you know the fact that we always already say he gets fouled a lot of times like like last season, and we we miss someone like that. I mean I haven't seen enough of Casey Palmer yet to, to form an opinion of him. I think he's probably a different type of player, a big strong physical type of player. Um, but yeah, big lad, he's, isn't he? big he's a big he's a big lad yeah um but yeah i mean o'hare has been a big miss and i think hopefully when he comes back he'll be 
he'll be starting. Um, uh, Benedict will be happy to know that he won't be playing on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I can see the smile on his face there. So, uh, <laughs> and this, well, disappointment, which I'm disappointed in my face anyway. Um, but no, I think I think he'll be a big player for us this season. Um, one bit of good news though, Reese, is the the pitch is ready for Preston. That's that's a big that's a big uh, tick in the box. It's been a long time coming. I mean, it's just been absolutely dreadful, isn't it, with with um, this whole malarkey with pitches and you know not safe to play with the Commonwealth Games. I mean, what's your overall view on this, the Voss and Sky Sky Blue situation there? Well, it's embarrassing. Uh, haven't Cov fans suffered enough over the years? going to Northampton, um, then the big return, and then off to Birmingham, and then the big return. We've seen, um, we started off really well with our home games last season, and then it sort of dipped. But um, record season ticket sales, um, fair play. They're, they're coming back. The bums are back on seats. Got uh, Robbins has built a good football inside, an exciting side to watch. And then this happens. Um I don't want to get into the politics of it. I just think the fans are suffering. The players are suffering. Um, Mark Robbins, you know, Stoke, uh, the, there's rumours that he apparently his favourite to go to Stoke. I don't think he will, but Robbins has built something very special at this club. And how many times is he is he essentially going to be slapped in the face? You know, he's, he, he obviously signed, signed the contract um, the end of last season. To stay again so you would expect that then conversations with um the board were positive for him to stay um now we've had to pay out for the pitch to be replaced i think the positive outcome which all cough fans want is that wasps leave um i don't think that's going to happen anytime soon as much as they are in debt i just feel that they're they're going to somehow wriggle out of it or um it's, it's a tough one because with with CSU, I'm not. I've never been a CSU fan, but the way I look at it is, are CSU going to play a blinder here? Are they playing the long game where potentially they're waiting for us to go bust? They know they're going to go bust, and then we end up going and buying their their part and percentage of the stadium, and then we end up renting it to them. You know they're we could talk about this all night, to be honest, but I want to leave it short and sweet about that because if if, if CSU pulled that off, then fair enough. You know, they, they they made that huge mistake years ago where they were where they were offered the stadium and didn't take up the offer. So maybe we'll see, we'll see. But it's great to see that the pitch is going to be playable. I feel sorry for the for the season ticket holders for sure that you know the the thirteen and a half thousand or even more that have signed up this season. Uh, being record, um, and they, and straight away they they can't they can't get down. You know, I think what it is, it's not just a football match for fans. It's it's the the pre meeting up with friends. It's meeting up with family. It's you know, I know for myself, going up. Uh, my granddad is ninety five. My dad um, who lives in France. Um, myself, my daughter's now starting to come. We have four generations that go up to a game. You know, we go up to 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 share that, that their memories. And I'm sure every fan in the country does that with their own club. So yeah. it's disappointing, but, you know, hopefully we'll get these games 
we'll get these games rescheduled like we have with Wigan, and then we'll just we'll just forget about it. But it's not a great start, is it? No, I think it's it's just been real assessing, I think. And um, yeah, I mean, the news about Anthony Hill being sacked and Robin's being linked. I mean, personally speaking, um, you you could you could see why possibly Robin's could go there. Just just taking my commentary you know, glasses off, so to speak. You know, Stoke, for example, got a ground. We don't have a ground. They've probably yeah. got mon- they've got money to spend. We don't have money to spend. So you could look at it simplistically like that. But I think I think the bond that Robbins has created with the fans. I'm hoping that in the long term he wants to get us back as the Premier League. That's the long term aim. Um, personally speaking, I don't think sees to the right owners. They're not the right owners to get us back to the Premier League. Let's be honest about it. They don't have we don't have money to spend. We've got a very very small squad. Um, we've got three big players, and if those three big players are not on form or they're injured or suspended, obviously one of them being suspended on Saturday, we're not we're not the same team. And um, you know, I just fit, that's that's the biggest concern for me this season. Looking ahead, is the the lack of quality um, in the squad, certainly in, in terms of depth. I mean, if Dabo gets injured, you know. We don't. I mean, obviously, Todd Kane, as we said earlier, who's probably going to be leaving. Um, Eccles is probably the next player, and Eccles is is, is is an okay player, but he's not of the quality of Fancati Dabo, and that's that's the problem we've got. Um, midfield's another area of concern. You know, Ben Sheaf gets injured. We don't really have anyone who can play like Ben Sheaf at the moment. You know, Liam Kelly's got a yeah, hamstring injury from, um, from pre-season, so that's that's an area of concern. I think up front. Looks good. We've got we've got what five strikers on paper. Um so we have got options there. Um you know that number ten, okay Casey Power is hopefully now available for Saturday. Um but yeah, there's there are there are areas of the squad that really could could do strengthening. I think when I look at the game it's Millwall, we look at the way we can see the goals. If you look at the for example, obviously the first goal was a poor mistake by Simon Moore. Um and then the second goal, we get hit on the counter attack with Ben Sheaf. He gets uh, tackled, and then we just don't defend the situation. When when Hamer gets himself sent off because he just didn't track back, he was you know he was caught in the wrong position and deliberately brought him down and was justifiably sent off. And and the third goal, we just just defend too deep. So I think I think it's gonna I think it'd be quite an open game though. Looking ahead to this game, I I, I think there'll be goals in it. Um, hopefully more goals in the whole city net now net, but we'll see what happens. Um, predictions. Well, Hull have uh, had a tough run, Mark. Hull have had a yeah. tough run. I think they had Norwich, and then they just had Burnley and West Brom away. So, yeah. to be honest, they've got four points from them games. I know the West Brom game they obviously an off day, but beating Norwich at home, I believe, was two one, and getting the draw away at Burnley um, is a good. I think it's quite a good start. So I think Hull are going to definitely go into the game full of confidence, knowing that. You know our off-field issues and and the, um, you know the potential rumours and stuff that's going around at our club at the moment. So I think Hull are fancy it. So yeah, I think you're right there, Mark. It'll be it'll be an open game. Yeah, I think I think it will be because I don't think we are. We I don't think we're the best team defensively. And that's just my view. I think we're okay defensively, yeah. but I just feel. Where we can with struggles when teams hit us in the counter attack, I think there's there's a weakness of our side. I think sometimes we can be a bit vulnerable against the counter attack. Um, but I'm a bit 
I mean, as a, as a Cobbs fan, I think I'm a bit concerned with Esto Pinnon from, from just from the game against West Brom. Yeah. I think he, he he he's got a bit of a threat there, something about him, a bit of a focal point. Is that something Benedict that Hull have lacked in, in previous seasons or even last season? Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, we we had the three stri- strikers in our League One season that got over. 10, 15 goals each, but then that didn't really translate into the championship apart from Keen Lewis Potter. So I think this is the closest clinical striker we seem to have had since Abel Hernandez was here, and that's a good four or five years ago. So I think it's about time that we got someone that gets fans excited. He's shown a lot of energy and enthusiasm in the games so far and seemed to have decent service going in to him apart from on Saturday, but that was two fan. I think the second two fan went off injured and he won't play on Saturday either, which is a bit of a, a concern. When he got went injured in the first half, seemed to just lose a bit of composure in the midfield, which is what he's been brought to do. And But I mean, we did bring on Ryan Woods for him. He didn't really do anything wrong, but it's not quite the same level as what two fans brought so far. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a I, from what I saw the West Brom game, I thought he took his goals quite well. He, he looks, yeah, definitely. He looks quite. He looked like he's got an eye for a goal. Um, hopefully, he won't have an eye for a goal on Saturday. Um, well, four but, goals and one assist, I think, so far already. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. He's obviously the danger man. Yeah. Um, let's go predictions this game. Um, we'll go for Benedict. How do you feel the game's going to go from a whole perspective? Um, I don't. It could go one or two ways. I think a lot of. Hull fans would say that what's happened with you off the pitch so far this season, only playing twice, would be the most typical result ever for us to go and go and lose. But um, I'm fairly confident. I'm not as confident as maybe I would have been this time last week because of a few of the injuries that we've got to big players. Um, but just because, like you've touched on it, the lack of game time for your your players. I think it I think it'd be tight because you've got quality still of Jokeres, etc. So I'll go two one. Yeah, two one, two one whole city. Yeah, uh, Reese uh, what's your uh, prediction for the game? I think the key is for us to start fast. I think set set the tone of the game straight away. Um I'm gonna go with a two one win. I think um Vic is gonna be the difference in the game. I think um, he's just a handful, isn't he? And he's very hard to defend against. He's not very predictable in his movement or when he's running running with you, uh, running with the ball towards goal. So yeah, I'm going to go with a 2-1 victory for Sky Blues. Yeah, I'm um, um, pleased. Don't sit on the fence, Mark. I'm not no, having it. No, not no. tonight. <laughs> no, well, you didn't listen to, you didn't listen to the whole uh, Hallam Back podcast I was on last night and I said 2-1 City as well. So uh, I think it's a game that um, we need. A, we simply need a win. Now we need to get a first win of the season. Um, it'd be nice to get a win on the road um, and to give ourselves a bit of confidence because I look ahead to the next couple of games. We've got Preston at home, Norwich oh, away and that's two quite tough games. And bear Preston in mind, are funny yeah, side. Never beat yeah. Preston, do we? I mean, they're one of them teams that um, they're always they're always not quite good enough for playoffs, but never going to get relegated. They're always a very solid championship team, about eleventh or twelfth place side in the season type of team. Um, but looking to this game specifically, we need to win. 
because I look at the next two games, Preston at home, we never get a result with Preston. And obviously, I'm hoping that will change. And then Norwich away, well, you know, Norwich, you'd say, are probably the favourites for promotion, although they've not had, they're probably not as good a start as they'd want to. They're so just starting to kick into gear now, aren't they, Norwich? They're yeah. just starting yeah. to find their feet a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, not a game I'm looking forward to, even though I'm going to the game with you, Reese, which I'm looking forward to meeting for some drink and all that. Yeah. Um, I, I'd take 2-1 because I just think we need a 90-minute performance. Um, we won we won at Hull last season, so at least we know how to win at Hull, which gives me a bit of confidence. Um, I, I fancy Jokeres for this game. I think he's. I think him and Godden will might get a goal each, actually. I'll just, just have a fancy in it. And possibly, I reckon Panzo will be a threat in set set piece as well. Yeah. Um, so that's another yeah, thing. Yeah, we, we can't defend set pieces very well. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> it, it, it will take our corners, Reese. Actually, to think about if if, um, if Hayman's not not. I'm just trying to think. It'll take it. Um, probably Jamie Allen or Sheaf. Yeah. Well, Sheaf's a bit. Sheaf's got the height. You'd want him in the box, but. Yeah. Uh, Bidwell might take might take the uh, in swingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a bit uh, bit concerning, really, because if if one thing if Hull are not good at defending set pieces, then having ideally having Hamer whipping them balls in um, would have caused them a lot of problems. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough game, I think. It's um, but we need the, the the lads need to turn up. We need to kickstart our season. And need to give the, the fans something positive to talk about. Yeah, yeah, we, we yeah we've got to, we've got to be up for this game. You know, I think we played we started really well. We started like a train against Millwall, and and then we sort of deteriorated as the game went on. But we need a ninety minute performance. I think I think we can win this game. The key the key really is how do we handle um, their strikers, particularly that Esther Pinion, who I mentioned earlier. Apologies for the pronunciation, but. He, he will be a threat for them, no doubt. So I think that's that's my my major concern. Um, but we're more than capable of winning. And uh, if we can just win and get that get to that first home game, you know the place will be rocking against Preston. I think we can uh, hopefully start to climb up the table a bit. Um, you know, and get off the bottom, which will, which will be very yeah. Good. It's not nice to see, is it? I know we've only played two games, but it's horrible seeing us sit there. Well, hopefully we'll do a Man United and we win. So, you know, <laughs> they won 2 1, so why can't we? So, you know, see what happens. Yeah, good, good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, okay, that rounds off uh, tonight's show. Um, I want to thank guests Reese Small and uh, Benedict Hull uh, City fans. Great to have you on. Um, um, want to thank, yeah, no problem. Great to have you on. Uh, we also want to extend my thanks to uh, our sponsors at Sky Blue Fans TV, um, Dylan's Brewery, Sky Blue Tavern. Uh, Ivy Lucy Designs, CCFC Prints, CCFC Fan Store, and Mr. View Sky. So thank you uh, to them for supporting our podcast. Uh, our next show will be this Sunday, uh, another live show. Uh, hopefully we'll be talking about a win against Hull. So if you want to take part uh, on the show, yeah, fingers crossed. If you want to take part, um, let, let me know. If you want to come on as a guest and, and talk with us, more than welcome to, or you want, if you want to post any comments on uh, YouTube or um, our Twitter uh, channel at SkyBlueFansTV1. Uh, feel free to leave comments, much appreciated. Um, and yeah, we'll have a Preston fan on as well uh, for the show. 
and uh, we'll get the low down on them. Hopefully, this time we'll get a win against them for once. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, great to have you on, um, and we'll speak to you soon. Good night. Thanks. Bye, Blues. That's quite good. And the SBA will fight to the end and lead the way yeah. Sing out together Sky Blue Fans TV For the fans, by the fans